0: Nwahili, a professional algorithm developer and recreational mathematician who has become an expert on game theory and designing marketplaces. Building on breakthroughs, merging physics and mathematics in the 20th century has developed a patent pending system to supersede commodity markets. Let's talk about shifting financial systems to make production more profitable, increasing economic potential for everyone. Advances in information and communication technology have driven markets to speed up. Modern computers have pushed that to levels that fundamentally alter the behavior of the marketplace, as information is now communicated too quickly for humans to process. With finer time distinctions, more chances for liquidity events occur, creating risks in the form of flash crashes and high-frequency trade schemes. These risks raise the transactional burden of the marketplace as a whole. As a result of advances in technology and the speed of transactions in the marketplace, there is a need for a new logical construct for exchange marketplace to provide stability and safety and low cost price discovery. Our guest on the show today is a recreational mathematician and programmer who is working on upgrading capitalism for the computer age. He has developed a superior commodity market design to make production more profitable and economies stronger. Easier to talk with us about shifting financial systems to make production more profitable, increasing economic potential for everyone. Take a (laughs) listen. This is the Money Bread and just podcast. On on the podcast, we have insightful conversations with um, thought leaders and brilliant masterminds like you, because I believe that the best way to make um, or to reach our goals is by having uh, or making better and well-informed decisions. And, you know, uh, making better decisions can only come from knowledge gotten from listening to freelance people like you, so once again, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, well,
1: yeah, yeah, thanks, I really, yeah, thanks for I, having me here.
0: Yeah, I really like the work that you are doing. You, you, you have developed a patent-pending approach and system that will create a better exchange market for trading commodities futures. And in all honesty, I think the commodities uh, uh, marketplace. Will be disrupted by these, and it's a very good thing, honestly. In fact, a lot of people who are in the markets today have expressed concerns for a better marketplace. And um, investors uh, will now get to have a better way to diversify their portfolios. Traders will uh, make better deals with um, good pricing and less uh, pressures on the cost and competition. Uh, yeah, competition. Yeah, and that's why sharing with us your knowledge and your work, we go a long way in providing very needed information. Uh, Before I get into some of the questions I have prepared to ask you, please, can you give us a brief overview of your background and
1: the work that you do? (laughs) Sure. Well, uh, in college, I didn't really have a direction, but I was in an engineering school. So uh, I studied a lot of math and wound up with a concentration in nuclear engineering. Then I got out of college and needed a job, and uh, the dot-com boom hadn't crashed yet, so that was the easiest place to get jobs. Yeah. So I wound up getting into computer programming. Yeah. Uh, and so, for the last couple decades now, I've been studying uh, programming, uh, computational mathematics, and bouncing around yeah. uh, among tech startups in mostly the Internet space, yeah. uh, but, uh, but some other companies as well. Uh, here, here in Charlottesville, Virginia, yeah. uh, which is where I was born and raised, Wow. Okay, you live in
0: Charlottesville. Yeah. Um. You are a very voracious reader. Uh, what are you reading currently? Um.
1: So I. Uh, I just found uh, a textbook called A Equals B that was written in the late nineties. Um. The problem of characterizing all hypergeometric series was solved back then, and I recently found out that that was true and found a pointer to the book, which is free online, so I've got the PDF. Um, so so that... Uh, I usually have a couple things in the tank at once, um, and so I'm also reading a collection of Robert E. Howard short stories at the moment. Wow, that's, that's really impressive. That's
0: impressive. I, that reminds me that, that I listened to an interview you had some time ago where you mentioned the, Putn- the Putnam competition. In fact, you essentially explained it as uh, the smartest person on the planet exam. Can you tell, it you tell us what um, it's like, the Putnam
1: competition? Um, so that's a, a mathematical competition. Uh, uh, that where very advanced uh, uh, students in sort of the high school to college age range um, uh, try to solve these incredibly hard math problems that get submitted by, by various people. Um, the Putnam exam, there's also something called the Math Olympiad uh, they, it's a handful of of problems. The Olympiad I know is six problems over two days. so there's uh, three problems day one and then a different set of three problems day two. and uh, most people don't get any of them correct uh, that's That's how it works. Yeah. That's so I. Nice. I didn't participate in either of those things, um, but uh, the explanations of those in the past and and just exploration of those is a fertile ground for new ideas. Yeah, and um, you
0: are also a recreational mathematician uh who have also become an expert on game theory and designing marketplaces. And that kind of like leads me to the next question I want to ask you. You founded a company called Core Disc. Can you tell us a
1: little bit about it? Sure. So CoreDisk is effectively an intellectual property house. It exists to represent my system called Coordinated Discovery Markets. Yeah. Thus core disk yeah. uh, and and so that's that's why it exists um, just for legal and cultural reasons yeah. uh, that's that's how things are done here in the United States uh, for for that it's just a it's just an entity to, to sort of gather up all of that that activity uh, and Form a focus for it, yeah. Um, and uh, you developed a
0: patent, a patent pending system that to supersede um, commodity markets, and uh, that's
1: what you're working on with your company, disk right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Um, so the, there's an underlying mathematical breakthrough uh, that I call negotiation games. Okay. Um, so if A particular kind of strategic situation exists where cooperation is superior to reneging. Um, So sometimes sort of going your own way is the best strategy. Sometimes going with the crowd is the best strategy. If you're in a situation where going with the crowd is the best strategy, then you can add a system to that situation, which can be a computer program, which will, because it's a computer program, behave in ways that allow the crowd to manage its own direction. And so rather than being simply a sort of, condensation problem where everyone's just going to wind up gathering where everyone winds up gathering. It becomes this negotiation type of of system where people can gather where it is best for them to gather. Uh, And then using that kind of mechanism uh, and the situation of market specifically you can build out the computer program that would allow the marketplace to behave in this more valuable way. And so that's what that is. Wow. Okay. So, uh, and you actually want
0: the markets to um, to be more better. And uh, you believe we can achieve a wealthier world by having better markets. Uh, b- before I ask you how you think that can be achieved, can you tell us what the current state of the world's
1: market is like today? the markets are quite unstable and becoming less and less stable uh the just recently uh the actions of the fed um having emergency meetings because banks in different countries are having credit crises uh that there, there's it, it has now become normal In my country for the Overnight lending float To be what Would be regarded as Unsustainably crazy In any time before 2019 when it Started to get like this yeah. Um So the The system is, is Really hanging on by its fingernails Uh and we see market collapses uh, or spikes um, or just shutdowns and suspensions at an increasing rate. And sadly, it's not – it's being sort of laid off on – other sorts of crises, things like COVID or political roiling or, you know, war in Europe um, or, or in other parts of the world, which, you know, all of these things are obviously bad. Uh, but markets used to function in the face of things like the Black Death uh, or <laughs> cholera. Uh, they, they used to function in the face of things like, World wars. Um, so the problem isn't that we've entered some sort of, you know, uniquely awful political or social conditions. The problem is that the market mechanism was was built in a time when the quickest, smartest things in the world were humans. And and so it's a human to human peer to peer system of communication and 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 noise reduction and we have computers now and computers can produce noise far more swiftly than human beings can absorb and dismiss it uh, and so as a result of that the markets are becoming less stable and since computers are only becoming more numerous and more powerful, the markets that we have are going to get less and less stable uh, until they're, you know, as bad or worse than non-market alternatives. And those are very, very bad indeed. Yeah, and, and that reminds me,
0: I just even read an article recently that talked about um, how 3D uh, are see relying on traditional highly intensive methods to evaluate and respond to risk associated with the market. Um following the, the previous question, you know how can we now have a wedding world through better markets? Now considering the risk associated with um, the current markets, how the volatility associated with it um I believe, and you do believe as well, and that's what's called is your company, you're working with your company to develop a better system that would mitigate all of these uh, drawbacks associated with the current marketplace. I want to find out, how can we have a way there to do better markets?
1: What's it going to look like? So, the interesting thing about services, which are becoming a very large part of the entire world's economy and and sort of everything, is that the payment for services is what's known as a deadweight loss. The service is valuable, but the payment, um, if it can be cut, the money saved by cutting that payment can then go to other alternatives. So for frivolous things, this is very understandable. Um, If you go to a resort for a vacation, you have a good time, you pay your bill, that's what it costs. If a resort was capable of producing that experience for half the price, then you would have more money in your bank account after using it. Um, doctors same kind of thing you feel sick you go to the doctor you get a diagnosis and a prescription you feel better that's great but if medical care that could produce the same outcome for half the price existed then you could go to that medical care and have the money left in your bank account well that's, that's true for every kind of service that exists and the market's because of their kind of middleman aspect, um, sit inside the, the economy at a very deep level. Uh, so almost everything that you buy, uh, is, is connected through some chain back to these markets and the transaction costs of these markets, um, because even if you're buying some completely immaterial service like you're hiring a poet to come out and you know regale people at a party or something uh the the, the energy that they use to transport themselves the food that they need to consume and so on there's 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 reality at the core of everything and so When those costs are reduced, that goes straight to the bottom line of the people that make stuff, whether it's energy or iron or flour or whatever. Making the stuff that we make our world out of becomes a more profitable enterprise. The less costly it is to sell that stuff, Economically. Uh, and because the people who make stuff live in low margin businesses, even small changes in the cost structure of their business have a large effect on their bottom line. So if you're operating a 10% margin, um, and so your business takes in $100,000 in a year and you take in $10,000 a year if it takes in $500,000 a year you take in $50,000 a year but if you were able to change that margin by 2 or 3% to 12 or 13% those numbers would go to say $12,000 or $60,000 um so it's a it's a two or three percent change on the margin. It's a twenty or thirty percent change in your actual profits. Uh, and so those sorts of shifts mean that a large section and the most critically important section of the economy suddenly has vastly greater profits, and people move towards the production, of things energy goods those sorts of things and that is where sort of true wealth actually comes from uh the amount of energy that can be economically utilized per capita is exactly equal to the wealth of nations um Pretty much everywhere, in all times and all places. So, so that reducing one of the major input costs to that that production um, has a knock-on effect that then boils through the entire economy. So, so true. So, so
0: shifting uh, financial systems can uh, make production more profitable. And increase the economic potential of everyone. At the end of the day,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a hard thing to sort of wrap your head around because the economic incentives in, in historically have been, you know, if you're making more money, then that's great. You know, uh, and in the productive side of things. That's historically been quite accurate. Um, if if a farmer figures out a better way to farm and can get more per acre, then then he gets richer, but everyone else has more food, can have bigger families, you know, more wealth sort of comes out of that. But in service industries, there's many, many ways where people could increase their own revenues that aren't making everything better for everybody else uh, and and we're we're a good century or two into service domination uh, in in many parts of the developed world and so we're seeing a lot of a lot of those kinds of things thriving these days
0: okay. yeah, but I want to ask you you know in line with what you're doing with your company you called these are there projects you're currently working on that you would like to share with us
1: um, well, there are uh, a handful of irons in the fire. In Africa, uh, there's two groups I'm aware of that are working to bring my technology into marketplaces. There's a guy in South Africa that's trying to build some energy indices in coal and natural gas, and there's a guy in Egypt um, that works in micro lending. Yeah and would like to use the technology to develop um, uh, a, you know, interest rate measurement for a micro-lending platform. So nice. Wonderful
0: projects um, you're having out there. And I believe this would actually really create um, better opportunities and increase the potentials of the low uh, Lastly, do you have an offer for the listeners you know how can they reach you for for that connections well trust me yeah uh, what you're doing with your company it's something that i believe a lot of persons would want to identify them the, their sales rates you know they want to reach out to you for advice uh, to connect with you on how to improve their systems so how can they reach out to you for these kinds of connections
1: uh, yeah. So, in the first place, I'm I'm happy to uh, sort of give a free initial consultation to see if I can actually help you out, um, and and how that how that can evolve. Uh, I'm fairly easy to find. I'm you can reach me through email at noahphealy at yahoo uh, and I'm Noah Healy on LinkedIn. Uh, so. Either of those platforms are a a pretty direct way. There's also a website called cordis.com, which also has a contact page and uh, numerous, you know, uh, resources. There's some video, a white paper, um, some links to background information, stuff like that, to learn more about CDM and what it is, how it
0: works. Yeah, I actually visited the site and interesting stuff going on there, especially with CDM. I actually look forward to, you know, getting people to get to know you better, know your system, the things you're working on and how this will really improve the market please, as we know it today. I actually wish you didn't have other items on your schedule. I would have really wanted to continue this conversation with you. But granted, I do look forward to another opportunity, another time to talk to you on the show again sounds good to me all right thank you so much thank you for having
1: me here bye
0: so thank you everyone for joining on the podcast episode today this is the money bread and gadgets podcast on this show we have insightful conversations with thought leaders and brilliant masterminds like Noah Haley having this kind of conversations is important because I believe that the best way to make better decisions and reach our goals is when we are properly informed. And that can only happen when we get knowledge from listening to brilliant people like Noah Haley. Join us on the show some other time. Next episode is coming up. You can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts,
1: Stitcher and the likes. Thank you and join us again on the next episode.